ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकाया चक्षुरन मिलितम येन तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः and the tree falls down its branches and twigs automatically dry up similarly when i when i have killed this diplomatic vishnu the demigods for whom lord vishnu is the life and soul will lose the source of their life and wither away apart the difference between the demigods and the demons is here explained the demigods always follow the instructions of the supreme personality of godhead whereas the demons simply plan to disturb or kill him Nevertheless sometimes the demons very much appreciate the full dependence of the demigods upon the mercy of the lord this is indirect glorification of the demigods by the demons they desire to kill vishnu knowing him to be very powerful they resort to tricks or tactics to do so just like in war if you're not able to overcome the enemy directly you may resort to uh, different kinds of tactics a war of attrition It's called a war of attrition when you try to gradually wear down the opponent. Just like it's uh, presently considered that Pakistan is uh, organizing terrorism within India because they know if they directly have a war with them they'll be smashed as they already have been three times. So they're trying to uh, wear down the Hindus in India. Trying to Now they've taken to uh, attacking prominent temples. hope that you can make a note to the chief executive officer of the TTD that the security up there is useless <laughs> it's very bad i mean anyone can just go in there and they just do a very mild check that's all it's very it's very dangerous actually i'm just this is just a point on the side that you can please make a note to the ceo of TTD that the security there is not at all secure that it would be not at all be difficult for a terrorist to get in there and anyway I don't like to say what they, what they might do but they don't check at all properly so anyway this is the uh, tactics of the demons they're thinking that we will cut vishnu at the root by uh, by the uh, cutting up the devotees because uh, krishna he states that his life is his, are his is his devotees aktanam hridayam mahyam Krishna says that devotees are in my heart and I'm in their heart. They know nothing but me and I know nothing but them. He also said to Uddhava that Naiva Sankarshano Nashriya Naiva Atma Chayata Bhavan He said that what to speak of Lakshmi or Balaram, my dear Uddhava, you are more dear to me than my very self. So Hiranyakashipu took up the policy that let me destroy the demigods who are so dear to the Lord and then uh, he will be automatically be vanquished. I got it back to front and actually he got it back to front too. I got it back to front and he got it back to front. Back to front, you understand? In Hindi it's Ulta because it might have been possible for him to kill the demigods but he certainly couldn't have killed Vishnu. So anyway, this is the uh, demoniac mentality that they're against Vishnu and his devotees and they want to destroy them. By... Uh, cutting at the root if they can't do directly they'll try to do indirectly mm-hmm. that attempt is still going on in modern human society the philosophical attempt to kill vishnu just like uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu said about the mayavadi prakashananda saraswati he said that he wants to cut off my hands and legs and my nose and my mouth and my ears and my eyes he wants to render me blind deaf dumb and limbless 
What does that mean? That Prakashananda Saraswati was running a torture chamber or something? Oh, torture chamber. You know, like they have at the police station. But it, it, this was... Chaitanya <coughs> Mahaprabhu was speaking figuratively. That, because he wants to say that the Supreme has no qualities and has no form, therefore, indirectly, he's saying that he is blind, deaf, lame, etc. To say that God has no form and no qualities is equivalent to saying that there's no entity such as God. Because any entity must be understood in terms of its distinguishing qualities. And any any entity, actually, is not even imaginable. Any entity without any qualities, it means it isn't an entity, because that is the very nature of an entity. Not G, Vastu. Not living entity, entity. Yesterday you were giving the example that uh, people say Ram was eating meat. Why should they say that? One reason might be to so-called justify their own meat eating. Another reason might be to spread perfidy or a bad reputation, give Vishnu a bad reputation or Ram a bad reputation. And in, and in this way conclude that actually he's not God or he doesn't have such a good character. Similarly, people say Krishna was immoral. In this way, they want to defame Krishna. Krishna doesn't like this. That stated when he was in Dwaraka, he was newly married with only one queen, and uh, he, it was discovered that Prasena, the, uh, the brother of Satrajit, was killed and the Shamantaka jewel was taken away from him. And the rumor went out that Krishna must have killed him because he wanted that jewel. So it stated that Krishna didn't like to be defamed, and therefore uh, Krishna took a party out into the forest to find out what was going on. So it's clearly saying that Krishna doesn't like to be defamed. He's a person. Person doesn't mean just someone standing and you come and pray, give me more money, I'm putting 1,000 rupees in the hundi and I'm expecting to get more back. He's a person. He has feelings. If we sincerely praise him, he becomes pleased. If we insincerely praise him, he's not such a fool. He becomes upset. Is that the right, don't mind me, but is that the right, you said Sankochabhava for insincerely? That means hesitatingly. Yeah. Yeah, but insincere is a different word. It means uh, actually not from the heart. It means making a show. Kapatbhava. Kapatbhava. Just like if you happen to get a lot of money and you're a rascal and you don't give it to Krishna, uh, then you'll find you have many new friends. You should understand that they're not real friends because they weren't friends with you before you had money. You win the lottery, you get one crore of rupees. I don't know how much they give in the lottery, but it's just an example. They give a crore? I don't know. Is it a crore? Seven crores, one thousand dollars. Seven crores. And how much did the, how much did the uh, tax department take away? Uh, three, three crores. Three crores. Four less. Four crores. Three crores in my pocket, four crores in yours. Okay, they're all happy. <laughs> So, uh, all of a sudden, you'll find that people who are living close to you, who never even bothered to look at you before, they come up to you and say, that, You know, I always thought you were a wonderful person. Let's be friends. I always meant to tell you what a wonderful person you are. Now, if you have any intelligence, you'll understand this person is not sincere. And you'll actually, instead of being happy with that praise, you'll actually become, you should become angry at that person. He's making a show of being my friend because he actually he wants to extract some money from me. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur has commented 
that the prayers of the Mayavadis are more painful to Krishna than the arrows shot by his enemies. When the Mayavadis pray, just like we were up there at Turumala, and there was a guy with three lines up there making lots of prayers. So they're praying, you are the supreme, you are glorious, you have a beautiful form, you are the husband of Lakshmi, <coughs> and so many things they'll be praying. But ultimately their understanding is that actually you're not a person at all, and uh, I'm, I'm going to take your position. I'm praying to you and it reflects back at me. I am you and you are me. So Krishna is not pleased with it. Krishna is also, he's not, you see most of the people going there, most means 99.999% are going up there to pray, give me some money, this, that or the other. So Krishna is kind to them, but he's not actually very pleased with them. Out of his kindness upon them, he agrees to stand there and uh, accept that if there is a tiny bit of bhakti, all right, Alex, give them some money, whatever they want, and try and purify them by giving them my darshan. But to actually have darshan of the Lord, one has to have darshan. To, to actually have darshan of the Lord, you have to have darshan. I'll explain what I mean. When you go for darshan, you're thinking, now I'm going to see the Lord. But you cannot actually see him unless you have darshan. Another meaning of darshan is tatvagyanu. Philosophy, proper understanding. Everyone has some... Darshan means seeing, but actually seeing is not simply an impression on the retina that gets processed within the brain. Everything we see and everything we experience, we not only see or experience, but we process through a certain worldview or philosophical understanding. In that sense, even the sub humans, they also have some kind of philosophy in the sense they have some kind of world view or attitude towards life by which they uh, process what they see, hear, feel, taste, smell and touch. So an animal's philosophy, is not really a philosophy, but an attitude, is that everything I see is meant for my sense enjoyment. So a human being without a more developed attitude than this uh, an unphilosophical human being is actually just like an animal. So in human society there is philosophy, of, uh, at least of sorts, at least some kind of philosophy. Uh, and even if people haven't directly understood, uh, studied philosophy, they imbibe some worldview through the cultural ethos in which they live, cultural milieu in which they live. That, uh, for instance, if they're born in a Brahmin family, they grow up, generally they're brought up with the feeling that they're superior to everyone else. And uh, people are influenced by different uh, people they come in contact with through the education system. And very powerfully through the TV and in, in the modern era, people are very powerfully, in the modern era, people are very powerfully influenced by the TV. Dur darshan, that is correct. It is dur darshan, very bad darshan. <laughs> so, uh, everyone then, going back to that point, everyone going for darshan of biology, they see him according to a certain outlook or attitude. Most people don't have a very uh, developed philosophical outlook. This is a god. A god means among all the gods, one god. 
Or, or they may think that this is our family God, even though they don't have any real idea of what God means. Or the man with three lines on his head, who was standing there when we were there, he may, he may be, quite likely, he may be thinking that, that's me. <laughs> so people have uh, different attitudes with which they see the Lord, but unless one has the pure devotional attitude, he cannot properly please the Lord. And in fact, many of the people going up there, they're influenced by all these wrong ideas which are meant to kill bhakti. If you speak with practically anyone, who, if you, if you stop and speak with practically any of the pilgrims, and if you, at first they'll say, yes, yes, we believe in Krishna, he is the Supreme Lord. But if you go a little bit deeper, you'll find they're all absolutely mayavadis. There's a great, a great majority, even those with Ramanuja Tila, many of them, they have no clear understanding. They think that all the gods are the same, or maybe, uh, maybe Vishnu is a little bit better than some of the others. Or they, or they think that, uh, well, actually there's no real god, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a good cultural thing to do, to go to Tirumala. So many funny ideas they have. So their darshan is not really darshan. They cannot properly see the Lord as he really is, which means he is the supreme person of the Lord. So if they're actually going to have darshan, if they're actually going to understand the Lord, they have to have darshan, they have to have the proper philosophy, which comes from proper books. So you can tell people that if you really want to see the Lord, and if you really want to know uh, who he is, this Lord that you've come to see, then take this book, it's spoken by him, spoken by Balaji, Bhagavad Gita as it is. So I won't delay you more. You can all get out there and distribute those books. I won't delay you more. You can just go out and distribute those books. Without any explanation, it makes Lord Vishnu just seem like a completely mundane person. Hmm? Yeah. Mundane? Yeah. Not exactly Mayavad, but yeah, similar. Talking about Mayavad, this sticker you distributed. <coughs> After many births and deaths, he who is in knowledge surrenders to me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. This is uh, by leaving out the words, knowing me, it's been converted into absolute Mayavad. I got them removed, right? Removed? Yeah, Why don't you give them to me? Give them to me, then I'll make sure they don't find their way back onto any book table. Right. You'll tell them, you'll burn them all. But no one noticed. Right. You, by surrendering yeah. to Krishna, you become the cause of all causes. It's absolutely He had a question. With what mood we should have the nation of Lord, how he can be pleased? With what attention we should have the nation of Lord? One should understand that I am, I am eternal servant of Krishna, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and pray to be engaged uh, in the service of his pure devotees. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us how to pray. There are many prayers of pure devotion. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave, uh, you could say, a quintessential prayer. That means, quintessential means which is the saram, is the essence of uh, pure devotion, or, the, or the, the basis of a pure devotional mood. Na dhanam na janam na sundarim kavitam vajagadi shakamaye amadhyamani janmanishvare bhavatat bhakti rahai thakhi tvai. You know the translation of this verse? People are going and praying, especially for money. Maybe someone is praying for position to have followers. Let me do better in the election last than last time. Someone is praying, let me get a beautiful wife or a nice husband. Someone might be praying, let me go to the heavenly planets. And someone might be praying for liberation. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu names all these things and says, I don't want any of them. I'm not praying to you for this. He's praying for the opportunity to perform pure devotional service life after life. So we can pray like this if we associate with devotees who are developing that mood. And we can understand that, uh, what it means to enter pure devotional service if we read Srila Prabhupada's books. The necessity for pure devotional service is uh, outlined in Bhagavad Gita as it is. And that necessity is further stressed and what is the nature and practice of pure devotional service is described in the Nectar of Devotion, which is actually also a very another very important book for distribution, Bhaktir Samrita By reading which uh, people in India, it's very useful for them because they can immediately uh, distinguish between what is pure devotional service and everything else. So that's, it's actually very good for Indian people because they can immediately, when they, they, what is the benefit of uh, taking Charanamrita, what is the benefit of chanting the holy names, they can believe these things and take them up immediately. Mm-hmm. So I suggest you try and promote that book also. Of course, distribute all the books, but that's very important. In Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, that's also very important for breaking Mayavad. So that's another important book to distribute. <coughs> Hare Krishna. Culture is there, and the songs are there, and the food is there, and the texts are there. Texts? There's some texts on the word education. Only the meaning of that, the effect of that. What do you mean? The, the, what's going on? Yeah. Question, bro. What question are coming? Yeah, what is the effect? Aha. If they do, huh? people are doing, no? What effect do they get? Well, that will depend. Yeah. Ask the question. Yuyatamam prabhadyante tamstataiva bhajamiyaham. According to the, the mind, again, the same thing I was saying in the class. According to the attitude with which they do it, Krishna will reciprocate. So that's why we have to give the proper understanding so they can develop the proper mood and then they will attract the uh, mercy of Krishna for to get his pure devotional service. So you see, for the last 600 years, millions of people have come in society. So Yeah, there's no spiritual consciousness because they're not being taught. The parampara is broken. Practically, even in the bona fide paramparas, just like the uh, bona fide Vaishnava paramparas, which are prominent in this area, are particularly the Sri Vaishnava sampradaya and the Madhva sampradaya. But it's, uh, I mean, you do find people who who are in those sampradayas who are pursuing pure devotional service, but there aren't that many of them. I say, I say that probably if you find most of the Iyengas or the Tamil Sri Vaishnava Brahmanas, I think you'll find that most of them are quite deviated from the ideals of their sampradaya. Many of them uh, worship Sai Baba or this so-called Kalki Avatar. Ayapa, not so much. That's considered low class. They consider themselves high class. Sai Baba, they think Sai Baba is okay for high class people. Not Ayapa. So, uh, many of them are drunkards, even meat eaters. 
not so much meat eaters, but many of them drink and smoke. And, uh, many of them have just no particular interest in spiritual life at all. Womanizers, everything. Not everyone, but many, many are deviated. Tirupati, we found also the chewing common thing is pan The chewing common thing is pan parakara, chili, pambula. Yeah, it's common. Chewing tobacco and its derivatives. So we do meet some very nice people in their samradaya, but many, for many priests it's a job. Um, they, they, they do their required service as an archaka and they come home and watch TV like anyone else. So we have to be very careful that we don't allow that in our isko. Already we see many temples where there are householders who get, you know, they get their income and they go home and watch TV and, you know, that's it. I heard once in Mayapur the Pujaris went on strike. They're Brahmacharis, I don't They went on strike once. So we're not, you know, it's easy to point out the faults of others, but it would be better also to clean up our own house. Easy to it's easy to find the faults in others, but it's at least as important to clean up our own house. First thing is not really a question for the Bhagavatam class. Another thing, it's it's so general, and we're in a, each case is so different and specific that it's even if it wasn't in the Bhagavatam class, how can you answer it? It's like you see in in any law book, there are so many different punishments given according to the different. <coughs> wrongs done so you know how, it's just like you know wanting a one-line sentence uh, how how should a how should a judge give judgment he has to judge it that's why there's a case uh, that's why there's a, a trial because you have to see what the actual circumstances are and judge accordingly so it's not a very sapient question you know what sapient means look it up in the dictionary it's not used in this context it's not very flattering for you some pandas used to eat fish and vegetables. They used to and they gave up. But once, when it went to the Jagannath, they were up and they told them, they were up and they told Really? Were you there? Jagannath, I am the pastor. Really? Oh, really? Is that true? Well, you know, maybe someone will say tomorrow that, you know, I was eating meat and stealing all the money from the hundi box and then, <laughs> you know, but Radha Govinda said it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Hey, well, here's another thousand rupees. Steal that too. <coughs> Why do you believe that? Pastime? Why don't you read Shastra? What is in Shastra? From Shastra, Shastra is the word of God. That's for sure. If someone said, you know, I'm, I'm uh, like that, I'm stealing all the money from the temple, and I, I had a dream, and Krishna said he was okay. Are we supposed to believe it? How should we understand? You see, anyone can say, I had a dream and Krishna said this. But how are we to understand whether it's true or not? We should understand, or Krishna, Krishna personally came and told me. We, we can understand it's true if it is parallel with Shastra. If not, then we can understand it's most likely a bluff. It's someone is cheating, that's all. Anyone can say, Krishna told me this, Krishna told me that. So it may be that the Lord comes in dreams and directs his devotees to do different things. But then uh, if he directs things them to do things against Shastra, then why does he come and speak Shastra in the first place? He can't accept it unless it's in line with Shastra. Now there is a case recorded in Chaitanya Charitamrita and Chaitanya Bhagavad. That festival just just passed by, Odan Shastri, uh, Odan Shasti, where Lord Jagannath is offered star- cloth from the market, starched cloth, which is not 
rinsed, the starch is not taken out of it, which according to rules should not be done. But that is allowed, at, that is not only allowed, but that is the practice at Puri, that is called Deshacha, particular rules for a particular place, which may be in contravention of what are the normal rules elsewhere, that may be a, so... Pundarik Vidyanidhi, one devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he, he was somewhat critical of that, but Lord Jagannath didn't appreciate that. And Lord Jagannath and Balaram came in the night and beat him up. He had his face all swollen. So that may be. Well, you may say that Jagannath said that, but Prabhupada, when he, when he, he was speaking about the uh, pandas eating fish, and he didn't agree. He said, if it continues like this, then Puri will cease to be a holy place. So that is recorded that Prabhupada said that. Whether or not Jagannath said it's alright for my, for my pandas to eat fish, we don't know. But we know for sure that Prabhupada said, that Prabhupada didn't approve it, and he said that if it, if they, if it continues like this, Puri will cease to be a holy place. So we know for sure Prabhupada, he is the, uh, mouthpiece of the Supreme Lord. And what he says, that is as good as what the Supreme Lord says. So therefore, we can accept what Prabhupada says. And what some so-called pastime that someone makes up, how can we accept it? And don't be such a fool. Don't be so innocent that anyone says, Oh, I had a dream, this, this, that, that. That's foolishness. Then why do you study Bhagavad Gita? You think what anyone says is just the same as Bhagavad Gita? Then you go to Sai Baba. He says, I'm God. Why don't you believe it? He said, So, hmm? So many pastimes, yeah. This is all Mayava. Anyone can say whatever. Anyone says anything and it's all the same. You have to have, you have, to have faith in Shastra. That is, that is actual faith. Just believing any old stories that anyone tells. Now there may be some things which are alokic or unusual. We can accept them if they are accepted by our Acharyas. There are many uncommon things. But we shouldn't just accept anything that anyone says. We can accept that which is accepted by our Acharyas. Ananda Moy Prabhu was telling me when they, were, when they were telling Prabhupada the Stala Purana, he wasn't actually here in Tirupati. He wasn't actually very interested to hear it. doesn't mean it's not true, but it shows that Prabhupada, he didn't give it very much importance. That's for karmis, maybe, to awaken their faith that if I give some money, I'll get some money back. Otherwise, how can the Supreme Lord be in debt? When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard that the servant of, the secretary of Advaita Acharya, whose name was Kamalakant Vishwas, he wrote that Advaita Acharya has a debt to the king, Puttaparudra, he became very angry with him. He said, how can you say that Advaita Acharya is the Supreme Lord? How can you say he's in debt? The Supreme Lord is never in debt to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, even though Bharata Bhumi is called as a Punya Bhumi, Dharma Bharata Bhumi is called Punya Bhumi. That's because Punya used to be performed. So it's Punya Bhumi as much as there is Punya Karma. If there's not Punya Karma, then there's not Punya Bhumi. Now the Bhumi is full of cow's blood. And how is it Punya Bhumi? They've converted it into Papa Bhumi. Alright, so you have to reconvert it into Punya Bhumi and Bhakti Bhumi by giving Prabhupada's books. Please do it.